Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of What the Hall. I'm your host, Mohammed, And on this podcast, we always do two things. So the first half is going to be what's on my mind. And in the second half, we're going to do what's on my face. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, there is a timestamp. You can just get down to business, listen to the skincare conversation. Otherwise, stick around. We're going to have a nice little chat, a little um, icebreaker, if you will. And so first, as always, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope life is treating you great because I'm doing wonderful. I'm really in this content creation mode. So many ideas, so many things I want to deliver. This episode is going to be a follow-up to last week's episode where I was talking about the Jesner peel. When I was uh, in the process of creating this episode, it was chaos. It just kept going on and on and on. And I was listening back to it. And I was like, Muhammad, it's just you talking. It's not you having a conversation with one of your friends. This isn't, you know, you telling women how to be submissive. You're not doing a good job here. This time around, we're going to talk about things that you can do at home if you are interested in this idea of exfoliation and chemical peels, etc. But we'll get to that. So on my mind this week also continuing from last week, is some fashion content. First, a YouTube channel. The channel is called Louis Prigent. He is um, a fashion journalist or a filmmaker. I'm not sure exactly what his CV is saying. For those of you who are my age, who grew up watching fashion television or um, Fashion File with Tim Blanks, again, another person with an amazing voice, there's, there's like this gap right now. So Influencers are giving us front row content, but there isn't that sort of real relaxed sort of thing that they used to do in fashion television and on Fashion File where, you know, Tim would talk to the designers, he'd talk to the people at the on um, the front row and stuff like that, and he would show you up close. There, there was It was such an amazing program. And same with fashion TV, fashion television was incredible. What a luxury to have been around to have watched all of that. But Luik's channel is very much that. He goes behind the scenes. He talks to the designers, interviews the celebrities and the models, everyone. So you get that real behind the scenes, what we're missing in, in this era, right? Because you can go onto the brand's Instagram and you can see the presentations. It's all there. But it's that real intimate, relaxed sort of delivery that's missing. I stumbled on this channel, I think, in 2019. If you remember, there was the Jacquemus show in the Lavender Field, and that kept coming up on Instagram at that time. It was real viral, real um, fashion moments. And I stumbled upon Luik's channel, and subsequently, the channel has exploded. I think it's probably due to um, the girls from Blackpink and their various ambassadorships with all the, the French houses. So one of the girls does Celine, one girl's at uh, Saint Laurent. And so those videos have like multiple millions of views. He does a lot of shows in France specifically. He sometimes goes away. He did the Fendi show in New York, um, the one with Tiffany and um, where Linda Evangelista came back. The, the most recent episodes that were cool to look at was the one with Givenchy. Having watched it, I was introduced to this musician called Aya Nakamura. She is the most streamed French-speaking artist. And of course, she's African-French. I think she's from Mali. And, you know, half the continent of Africa speaks French. So, of course, it's going to be a black woman who's the most streamed. Amazing. Not too big into Givenchy. 
I liked Claire White's Givenchy. I thought that was really cool, really romantic, really beautiful to look at. But this, it's, it's okay. You know, I just... It just gave me a new um, appreciation for the brand and what they're doing over there. And then also, one that I missed out on, I was asleep, is Miu Miu. That show was a couple weeks ago. If you didn't know, in 2022, it was a real high point in Miu Miu. The brand was the most searched uh, fashion house on the internet at that time. And so I was watching the recent 23 or is it 24? It's the fall show. What an amazing collection. And so in the front row, he was talking to Z-Way, Poppy Delavine, Jessica Alba, and on the runway, Emma Corrin, who I think is one of their ambassadors, closed the show and she was wearing the sequin. Are they pants or are they shorts? I don't know. In the show with like the pleated skirts and the, the micro and the crop tops and all that stuff from last year, they brought back men's. They brought back men's Mew Mew. And in this recent episode on the Luik um, YouTube channel, he that there was a number of men's outfits. And I was really confused, not to date myself. When I was younger, I sometimes used to go to Indigo and pick up Arena, Arena magazines and stuff. And there would be Mew Mew ads. Jamie Bell, the guy who played um, Billy Elliot. And there was one advert where there was this man, he was floating almost in like this red bomber jacket it was incredible such good looks and if you shopped at club monaco a lot of that prada Miu Miu aesthetic filtered into club monaco and so it's a brand and it's a look that i was really uh, enamored by and to see them bring it back like the pieces are amazing you know it's like the wardrobe of my dreams i love prada but prada is a little bit intellectual you know prada comes out with stuff and it just kind of goes over my head and then suddenly a year later every woman is wearing pajama twin sets with feathers on the cuffs you know it's just she's always ahead of the curve but Miu Miu, it's a little bit easier to digest and the men's looks are just so great so great I love it, and I'm just so thrilled that they brought it back. So get into it if you want some fashion content. We're going to come back for the second part. All right. <laughs> so welcome back to the second part. I'm laughing at myself because I got really flustered and really carried away uh, with that fashion conversation. You can tell I'm, I'm, I don't have the language for it, but I do appreciate some, some high fashion. Last week, I was talking you through the experience of having a chemical peel and the importance of doing it during the winter and how transformative it is. But I have been using AHAs and chemical peel related products forever. I think that's why at my big age, I still have a pretty youthful complexion. I have a very expressive face. And when I'm not expressing myself, there's no visible lines, no visible lines. But you know, as I've gotten older, definitely when I smile, I definitely get the crow's feet on the on the side of my eyes, and that's fine. It's all about just having the the most optimal skin at your age, right? I know some people use retinols for a long time, but acids is is my is my golden key. It's the thing that's uh, helped me stave off having deep lines and having pronounced wrinkles, and it's helped me to keep a youthful complexion all of these years because 40 is just around the corner. I'm not too far away from it, and I still have a pretty good complexion. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Hence, I wouldn't be doing this pod. So I just wanted to quickly go over some different categories of AHA products that you can use in your day-to-day -day life just to kind of either tide you over between chemical peels or to build up a tolerance so that eventually you may want to go for a chemical peel later this year. 
So there's two types of exfoliation. There's either manual or there's chemical. Manual, something with a grain that you have to massage, create friction to get rid of the dead skin. And chemical is something that you leave on, it dissolves the dead skin, and your complexion is fresher, right? That's the point of difference here. So rather than using something with a grain, we're using something with an acid or an enzyme to help break down those binds on the top layer of skin. That way, your products absorb better, your products work harder, and you look healthier. Also important to note, the older that we get, the less turnaround that we have, the more things that we have to do to, to really rev up our skin to keep it looking younger longer, right? That's, that's the takeaway here. And acids will address so many different things, whether that's acne, whether that's uh, dryness, oiliness, pigmentation, lines, wrinkles, it just undoes and addresses so many different concerns. So it's a real workhorse category of skincare. There's so many different types of acids on the marketplace, especially now things have really evolved. Brands like The Ordinary have so many different um, options available to people. I have a preference and an affinity for lactic acid. It's the one that I work best with and it's the one that I see the most uh, improvement and it makes my skin look its best. Um, and so the products that I'm recommending are the ones that have the most lactic acid because those are the ones that work best for me. But that might be different for you. You might like glycolic or you may like BHA, you might like salicylic. Salicylic does nothing for me. Glycolic is a little too much for me. So the way that I have this broken down is for the daily use and for the infrequent use. So we're gonna start with the daily use products. We'll start with the cleansers first. I have tried a couple of different glycolic cleansers over the last couple of years. One from Peter Thomas Roth that comes in this um, royal blue packaging. The problem with Peter Thomas Roth is the brand has a tendency to switch out ranges very quickly. Things get revived and discontinued very, very quickly. That's one of my gripes with this brand, but if you can find it, their gel cleanser in the blue bottle, which is the glycolic, is fine. It's not amazing, but it's a good one. Then I tried one from SkinCeuticals. They launched a glycolic range a couple years ago. The cleanser, again, fine. Nothing exciting to, to say about it. It's just okay. Although I don't have any moisturizers um, or night creams to mention this episode, the glycolic cream from SkinCeuticals is one of the worst products I have ever used. If anyone tells you to look into this, avoid it. It's, it's just bad news all around. So I just want to throw that out there. But the product that I wanted to recommend to you is, this is called the Skin Resurfacing Cleanser. It's part of their Age Smart series, which is of course the anti-aging series. There isn't a dermalogic product that I've met that I did not like. This is one of the best products I've ever tried. It's definitely in my hall of fame. I want to speak to the older people or the people who are seasoned skincare users and let you know if you tried the philosophy miracle worker, I think is called. They used to have a, a milk cleanser that was a lactic foam mask product, very novel, very hardworking. This is the, the closest thing you'll find to it in the marketplace currently. This is very thick. It's very rich. It foams up beautifully. And what I do is I sweep it onto my skin, brush my teeth, and then 
add water, let it foam up, and then rinse it off. So that way I'm getting a little bit of a mask action on a daily basis. And it's working that much better for me. I'm getting more out of this product because I think with expensive cleansers, sometimes people think, what's the point? You're just washing it off. Well, if you leave it on for a couple of minutes, you know, whilst you're doing your brushing, if you have an electrical toothbrush, it usually has a two-minute timer on it. You're going to get more out of the product by using it in that way. If, if you want to get into it, this would be the perfect place to start. It's a little bit prickly, but not too much. It's designed for daily use. It's very corrective, very hardworking, a knockout product. The next category of products, and this is a big category, is toners. So in terms of toners, we have products that come pre-soaked, and then we have products that come in bottles. So in terms of the pre-soaked products, we're talking about pads, towelettes that already have solutions in them. And the one that most people are going to know is from Dr. Dennis Gross. Circling back to some old products and some old references here. Dr. Dennis used to be called MD Skincare back in the day. He had a book. I'm sure it's still available. And he talks about his clients who were jet setters, model types, who used to go between New York to Europe, hard water, etc. And so he came out with the Alpha Beta Peel as a way to tide his patients in between the visits that they would make to him. As always, the brand is successful. It's expanded. The offering is huge. He has countless peels to address different skin needs, whether you're sensitive, experienced, you want a retinol. He has it all. I think it's a good place to start. There's little travel versions of the product. My only issue with the Dr. Dennis peels is it's wasteful packaging. When it was MD Skincare, the peels were always sold in a cylindrical container with two jars. So you had step one, step two in two separate jars for at-home use. And then he had the pads and the sachets for traveling purposes. They've discontinued the jars and only do the single-use packaging. And for that reason, I don't tend to buy these. That said, he has the alpha beta peel with the ferulic acid in the brown packaging, which is a retinol version. I think that's a really interesting one. But again, I don't like that it's single use, so I avoid this. One that I think is really worth looking into and I think is good value and really um, well tolerated by a lot of people is the one from First Aid. First Aid products are suited for sensitive skins, and this is a good all-around AHA pad. It's lactic and glycolic, no fragrance, alcohol-free, very effective, very mild, good value for money. You can get it in a small version. You can get it in a big container. Excellent product. Really rate this one. Then for the products that come in bottles, I've tried one from Peter Thomas. Great packaging, similar to an old Kate Somerville toner that I used to buy. It's a glycolic, so you know it's really not for me, but it's fine. But the one bottled toner is the Augustinus Botter. It's a gel essence with a little bit of lactic acid, a little bit of phetic acid, so it's meant to hydrate, but it has just a tiny bit of AHA to give you a little bit of exfoliation and lots of moisture. I think this is a good intro product if you don't want to get the pre-soaked pads from first aid, either or. And then the last category that I want to speak on is masks masks or peel. I'm going to use these words interchangeably. I have three on rotation currently that I think are outstanding. And so we're going to go from the most gentle to the most aggressive. So the most gentle one that I have and the one that I think is good for beginners is from Verso. And it's their enzyme peel combination of AHA and PHA. This one, it comes in a very light gel, no fragrance, 
very little sensation, very mild. Verso is known for a very special form of retinol that they put in almost all of their products. This is retinol free. And so if you're a beginner, this would be a great product to use a couple times a week. Very gentle, but very effective. Good starter product. The next one that I wanna come on to and one that I would happily repurchase, but again, the packaging, contentious for me, is from Dermalogica. And this is called the Rapid Reveal Peel. Again, it's a part of their Age Smart series. On the Dermalogica DTC website, at one time, they used to sell a three-pack of these. The idea was you bought the three-pack as like a little cure in the lead-up to an event or an occasion. So you did it three consecutive days, and then, you know, that Saturday night, you'd look your very best, right? And so having bought the three-pack, when the VIB sale came up at some point, I found it on Sephora, and I bought the, the full package. So they come in a little pouch with a suction cup at the back, so you can hang these on your mirror. There's 10 ampules. Each ampule is three mils. If you don't get through the full ampule, you can actually use the nib at the end and reseal it, which is great. But I use the full ampule every time. It covers my face, and it gets down to the, the front part of my neck. It gives a lot of sensation versus the Verso. This would be a step up. So this is good for the experienced user. I wish they would come with come out with like a pump or some other delivery because it is monodose. It is very wasteful. I don't need the pouch. They need to come out with some sort of new delivery, but it's a great product overall. And then lastly, the hardest working one, the most aggressive for the most experienced people, those of you who, like me, have had jesiners, have had different type of mid or deep peels in salons, or you have lots of skin concerns that you want to really correct, is the one from Dr. Seabag, their deep exfoliating mask. So this one you get through Net-A-Porter. They have a DTC website. They do ship globally. I purchased this directly from Seabag's website many years ago. They sell a lot of their products in professional sizes. So they come in 150 mil white pump bottles. I think I probably bought this during Boxing Day many years ago, and I was really impressed. It was such an intense peel like I've never seen before. And then I discovered First Aid had a peel at one point. That was unbelievable. That was, if, if you've ever had a chance to try this, this was the most aggressive peel I've ever seen in a beauty shop. It came in a jar at one point, then they came out with it in a tube. And there were so many reviews of people talking about chemical burns and it being too intense for them. But unfortunately, that product is, is in the grave site now. It's, it's long gone. So this is a step down from that. It's not as aggressive. It's not going to give you the chemical burns. But if you want a real intense peel, this is the one. This is the one. And unlike all the other products that I've called to your attention today, I want to say this is the most pleasurable product. It not only has this peachy color, it also has a peachy fragrance. So unlike a lot of these acid products, which are just function, this is function and experience. So I love this one. Again, Net-A-Porter. Also good to note is if you happen to be in London, you can find, I believe it's in the, the beauty hall duty-free in Heathrow. So look for it. It's a great product if you find yourself over there. So those are my roundup of products that you're going to be using in between your chemical peels or if you're new and you want to try some AHAs, just try different things, be open. It's really a trial and error, right? I had to use lots of different products over the years to know that glycolic isn't necessarily the one for me. It's not bad for me, 
but lactic is the one that I respond best to. You might respond best to, uh, I don't know, azelaic acid. Who knows? I haven't mentioned too much about percentages or anything like that for a good reason. Because I have one product here that I've had a very bad experience with, which is also from Peter Thomas, you know, not to on the brand, but they came out with these even smoother pads, which are pre-soaked, and these are a 20% glycolic acid complex. Now, you would see that 20% and you would say, oh, that must be very strong. Well, it doesn't feel very strong to me. And it also was very gunky. It left a residue on my skin. It was a very poor experience. You know, it just, it was a real letdown. So don't be fooled by percentages. It's a matter of just trial and error. This is more of a marathon than a sprint. You have to use these products gradually, consistently. And after a month, two months, you'll notice a real improvement in your skin. But you really have to go slow, take it easy. Because if you do too much too fast, you can have adverse reactions. And going hard and trying to buy the highest concentrations doesn't always work. I'm not a skin intellectual. I bought into that sort of nonsense when I was much younger, read books, forums, all the things, and I just found it to be a huge waste of time. Good example, this Dermalogica cleanser that I think is unbelievable. There's no mention of percentages anywhere on the carton, yet I find this product to be very intense. Same with the Dr. C bag. They don't talk about percentages. It was just a matter of taking the leap of faith and, and seeing the results. So. Don't worry about percentages too much. I can appreciate that some people want to get into pH and talk about all those sorts of things, but you may be doing yourself a disservice. If you can afford to, do some trial and error, listen to some reviews, watch some videos on YouTube, and see what the people are saying. Whatever the brand's marketing and copy is doesn't always um, match up to the experience that you're going to have. That's my takeaway there. As always, if you're catching this on YouTube, leave comments. Let me know if you have some questions and we can have a little back and forth. I can clarify some things if I misspoke or something didn't make sense. I'm happy to address that. Otherwise, if you're catching this in the audio form, please leave a comment or a five-star rating. I would really appreciate it. You know, it helps me. This is new, I'm trying to get the momentum going. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking and I will catch you in the next one. Adios. Adios.